News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Not so, according to the HSE. They have hit back at these claims. They've said, actually, the uh, numbers are down 6% uh, year to date uh, on 2023. And in the July and November period, they're saying the trolley numbers are down 20% if uh, trolleys uh, are counted at 8am every morning. Uh, David Cullinan, uh, Sinn Féin spokesperson for health. What do you make of this disagreement? Who do you believe? Well, I think this is uh, an argument that happens every year. And as we know, the HSE don't count the people who are on trolleys in wards and nurses obviously count all patients on trolleys. Well, no, they're, they're saying, so, sorry to cut across you, David, and, and sorry, I'm not an expert in this. My understanding the HSE uh, saying they are counting that. What they're not counting is, is people on surge beds because they're saying they're not trolleys, they're beds. And they're saying that the INMO is counting that, which does seem a little ridiculous. Well, listen, I think that the, the big problem is that we have a crisis in our emergency departments and that was accepted by the HSE because I read the statements yesterday and they said that the figures are still unacceptable and obviously the INMO have their way of counting the numbers of patients that they see is on trolleys and, and the point that the INMO would make is that these are patients that are admitted but without a bed um, and yes, might be in a surge bed and that's obviously a matter for, for the INMO but the, the, I think the bigger issue is we have a real crisis in our emergency departments. Some of those patients who are waiting on hospital trolleys we know are over the age of 75. Many of them are waiting for for 24 hours or more. Although, sorry again to cut across you, I will let you finish the point just again to put the HSE's argument. They're saying the number of over 75s waiting 24 hours or more is down 11% year on year. Well, listen, the HSE can speak for for itself. Um, I'm looking at what I see in hospitals, and I've been on a tour of hospitals over the last... Uh, ah, yeah, but you can't argue with the numbers, Maddie, though. But, I mean, the numbers are been, important. But, but as I can't well, argue yeah. with the numbers because, obviously, there is a difference of opinion between those who work on the front line and those in management positions. Well, sorry, there's no difference of opinion on that figure, David. But the, the, the numbers but are down 11% there's year a year. There's, there's obviously a difference of opinion in relation to what's happening in our hospitals. But where there isn't a difference of opinion, in my view, and I read the HSE statement and I've listened to what Bernard Gloucester has had to say over the course of the last number of months, and indeed the Minister, that whatever your view on what the real numbers are, we have a real crisis in our hospitals. And even if the HSE say that those over 75 is down slightly, it's mm. still far too high. Any patient waiting over 24 hours on it's a trolley... You know, I think we all accept that. How do we, how do we tackle that problem? Well, I think the first part of it is to make sure that all of the hospitals that and the worst affected hospitals have the capacity that they need. We know from the figures at University Hospital Limerick, Cork University Hospital, Galway, Sligo, St Vincent's, other hospitals in Dublin are really challenged. The Minister for Health promised 1,500 rapid bill beds three times this year. And on three occasions, he said that about 700 of those beds would be delivered in 2024. It was only confirmed at the Oireachtas Health Committee last week that there was no funding for those beds. The minister was talking about these beds time and again during the course of this year. And then when Budget 24 came, stopped talking about the Mm. beds because we know the levels of funding in healthcare wasn't what it should have been. There is no new money for new measures. The health service hasn't even been given the money to stand still. We know all of the clinical programmes and national strategies will be starved of new funding next year. The surgical hubs, and I think they're a really good idea and a really positive thing that was being done 
was to build surgical hubs adjacent to uh, the main acute hospitals, uh, Model 4 hospitals. And that means then that you would have the capacity in surgical theatres off-site or adjacent to hospitals to separate schedule from unscheduled care. Because what's happening at the moment, Shane, as well as and as a consequence of patients on trolleys, uh, cancellation wholesale of elective procedures. And that just increases the length uh, of time people are waiting. Yeah, but the um, way to separate that is to have your separate surgical theatre capacity, either by way of the elective-only hospitals that was promised or these surgical hubs. We're not even at the point where sites no. have been identified in Dublin yeah, no, for the elective-only uh, hospitals. It, it, the, again, the HSC would say they've added over 1,000 hospital beds since 2020, that we have, they've added 7,500 nurses and midwives. We have, we have the, uh, one of the highest rates of nurses per head of population in the OECD. I think we're sixth in, in that list. I mean, it's, it's not straightforward to increase the number of hospital beds. Well, I think in, in the first instance, I would agree that there is a lot that can be done in each individual hospital. And I've been saying that for some time, if you look at hospitals that are performing better, and in my own constituency, University Hospital Waterford is one of those, there is good management, good practice. There is a system in place that deals with what's happening when there's a surge in emergency departments. But the consequence is, and this happens in Waterford as well, is a wholesale cancellation of elective procedures. And what we end up doing is shifting the problem from one part of the health service to the other. But obviously, when you have a crisis in emergency departments, those type of tough decisions have to be made. But I spoke to the former manager of that hospital only a few days ago, and she was the manager that put that system in place. And she accepts that even in Waterford, they don't have enough beds. There's huge pressure on the hospital. There's even more pressure on other hospitals. Um, And when you make a promise to deliver 1,500 beds and then that promise isn't delivered, that does create problems. Those thousand beds you're talking about, if I can just finish on this, those thousand beds you're talking about, 1,200 beds were funded at that time. That was three years ago, and 200 of those beds are still not delivered. So part of the problem is the pace in which we deliver all of these health projects. David, uh, just before I let you go... Is, is your party leader, Mary Lou MacDonald, being unfair to Robbie Keane when she condemns him for continuing to manage a football team uh, in Israel? Well, I've seen the article that was sent on to me by your producers. I've only seen the article this morning. And I think the point that Mary Lou was making, and I assume from the article she was responding specifically to a question, was that when it comes Mm. to genocide, we all have to be aware of our own actions and take responsibility for our actions. We know that when we had an apartheid regime in place in South Africa, that individual actions and international pressure brought to bear had consequences for for, this, for that state at that particular time. We're a government and we're a country that has put in place very and supported very strong sanctions against Russia. And I agree with that because of the invasion of the Ukraine. So we know that international actions are important when you're standing up to a state that's involved in the slaughter. He's not managing the Israeli fo- national football team. Though. He's managing a club in Israel. He is, but it's a, it's a question you can put to Mary Lou MacDonald. She made, obviously, that point responding to... Oh, we'd love to put it to Mary Lou MacDonald, but uh, she, she uh, we, he hasn't come on and, News Talk uh, Breakfast for a long period of time. Uh, and what, what I'm saying to you, Shane, is that I think that it's up to each individual to make their own minds up on what they do. But certainly, if you're looking at what's happening at the moment in Gaza, where hospitals and schools are being levelled, where children and women are being slaughtered in their thousands... Obviously, people are really concerned okay. about what's, what's happening in Gaza. And, you know, whatever we all can do as individuals 
to okay. put pressure right. on the state of Israel, I think that should be considered. David Cullinan, Sinn Fein spokesperson for health. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air. Weekday mornings at seven on News Talk.